Fit for Life Radio, episode number 155. What's good? I'm Gary. I'm Will. And today we are talking about why you feel stressed. What it, Are you a, a stressed out person? Are you a Zen person? What does it mean, actually, physiologically, when you're like, I feel stressed or overwhelmed or whatever the feeling mm-hmm. might be? And really, we're reviewing a study, so it's just one little, you know, piece of information to help, help you know, people learn and just shed, a little shed light. And it's, it's really interesting, really good. It's, again, through uh, the PN Precision Nutrition Academy. I think it's a really good takeaway. And, yeah, we'll just kind of dive into a little overview of the study, what it found out. And, uh, again, it was comparing kind of people who uh, identify as super stressed versus people who identify as zen. And if there is a physiological result component to this, meaning, man, if you're always, if you're always feeling stressed, is there like this, that, that can be psych, there's psychological, you know, mental, but then there's physiological, which is like happenings in your yeah, body. Actually a physical reaction. And yeah, if, if you're stressed all the time and then there's these negative consequences to your body, that's, that's no bueno. Um, and, and it also means there's a lot to try and change in a way because no one wants to be stressed. But, yeah, so this the study set it up in general. You know, when we say I'm, I'm stressed, I'm stressed out, it's in reference to feeling anxious and overwhelmed and struggling with situations. And, you know, a lot of times we stress over things that – haven't even happened Mm -hmm. right so which that right there's a little nugget a little uh you know precursor probably to 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 the solution solution. yeah noun yeah some people describe kind of their everyday baseline state as high stress high stressor um and I, i remember a phrase that i've heard before you know from someone i don't know where but it was like we we don't – it was along the lines of we aren't stressed, we do stressed. And now I'm thinking about that and then what this little study and, and what it kind of sh- – some stuff it showed, it, it makes even more sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the research, you know, they wanted to kind of, yeah, test some of this, this out um, and see if, yeah, it causes physiological dysfunctions that lead to long-term problems. So if you're, a high, if you're someone who identifies as high stress, you're probably holding your breath right yeah. now. So uh, please breathe. So, and that is because both acute and chronic stress have been shown to um, increase stress biomarkers, such as cortisol. Yeah, which is, quote unquote, the stress hormone, if yeah. you want to yep. give it a name. So that's kind of the way that I believe they, they test to and for the physiological markers is like, hey, what's happening to your cortisol? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was the University of Montreal researchers. And, yeah, their kind of motivation, again, was curious if very stressed out people exhibit higher biomarkers of stress than those who are more zen. So is there perceived stress driving physiological changes that impact how they feel and act? So basically, like, when you're like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out, does that actually make you more stressed out? Like yeah. your body, and, does and it cause, cause that response? Yeah, cause problems. Is right. what they're really looking at. And they took like 123 healthy volunteers who self-identified as either Zen 
or very stressed out. And then they put them through a bunch of tests, physiological or psychological and emotional assessments uh, to determine how they were feeling and then see how it manifested itself in their blood work. So the test could have, you know, a lot of them were measured subjective things. So ratings of perceived stress, depressive symptoms, anxiety, emotional regulation, resilience, uh, and mind wandering. One assessment was the TRIER, TRIER, Social Stress Test, acronym TSST, which involves a 10-minute anticipation period followed by a five-minute speech <laughs> and, and a five-minute mental arithmetic test in front of judges. <laughs> Damn. So. That's like some people's worst nightmare. I know. I can see some people just sweating bullets just, right now. Just, oh, my God. Um, do I want, so I've, I've always have been like more along the lines of very stressed or like, uh, uh, shy and, you know, mm -hmm. anxiety ridden. And I remember when I went, uh, uh, to college and I had to give a, I was in a business major to start and I had like a public speaking class dude first, first semester. And I, I don't know how I, 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 or I think I did. I like blacked out, you know. Yeah, because you're waiting for <laughs> you're waiting for your turn. You're waiting God. for your turn, you know. And I was so nervous, you know. Other people are going, you know, your turn. So it's kind of yeah. like this test. Yeah, it's like know? building it up before it even happens. It, it comes and um, yeah, dude. I mean, that's how I would be. But then over time, I know, uh, you know, you force yourself into certain situations and you get better at it. But yeah, yeah. That, that's one. Hey, public. I did public speaking my first semester too, and I've always been okay at that but still kind of on the more anxious side mm -hmm. and thinking back, you know, cause for my job, like I got to talk in front of people all the time and, um, you know, kind of on the stage. So now it wouldn't bother me so much. So I'm a little more conditioned for it, but yeah, like back then you're, if you're not first, like being first was the best, I think. Cause you could just get up there. You're not yeah. thinking about it. You just go. If you're last whew, man, you've yeah. had all time, the whole time yeah. to just think about this is going to suck. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yep, yep. So Why is that everyone's nightmare, public speaking? Well, it's not everyone's nightmare. Well, I guess it's not. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, again, so then that was a test they did, and they were able, then they tested the actual physiological cortisol stuff, which we'll get into. And, yeah, so that's what they did. And then the results, okay. So the two groups, as expected, differed significantly on most of the psychological and emotional assessments. Which were things like depressive state, anxiety, Maybe, I yeah, think, right? Yeah, all, all the stuff. So, but the scientists found no differences in the bi in their biomarkers of stress. So the physiological. So the cortisol didn't change. Yep. Like the one group didn't get more of a surge than the other. Mm -hmm. Which and I actually, before we read this, thought it would not be that way. Yeah. So I'm glad we read, <laughs> I'm glad mm -hmm. we read it. Yeah, it's it. The reality is like the physiological stuff is kind of going on in everyone. Uh, for example, the very stressed out group scored significantly higher on the tendency to ruminate over stressful events, their capacity to inhibit hostile behaviors, and their capacity to control impulsivity. So yeah, in reality, like you're in your head way more mm -hmm. when you're when you're a very you know, I didn't very stressed out, which, you know, can have good, like you avoid certain situations, you avoid impulsive decisions, right, which can be good. Um, and, but yeah, but you also, yeah, kind of almost stress yourself out more, more over ruminating over what could have happened or what did happen. And that's really all 
and you know you creating that mm -hmm. so and also overall the more uh, very stressed out group had more symptoms of depression and anxiety and had a lower ability to regulate emotions the Zen group on the other hand they yeah, scored higher for resilience emotional stability and positive mental health now again you know from this study that's what we see on the psychological side of things but again physiologically they were the same mm -hmm. so that in a way is good news i think it is good news because then it just tells us it's, that it's more our response to things and how we handle things and and that is w easier to change right so our uh, essentially our um ability to regulate emotions you know is what it, it kind of comes down to so and and then when they look they have these cool little graphs but of the cortisol levels and really the only difference was so the between the zen group and the very stressed group like throughout the day their cortisol levels were the same the very stressed group did have a little higher spike 30 minutes after waking and you know theoretically you could con contribute that to the the fact that the very stressed out group probably wakes with a feeling of kind of like mental overload uh, and creates a negative so kind of starting in a negative spot. Yeah, they create a negative outlook of the day. Which like, oh, it's got to do this again yeah. or whatever it may be. And that, you know, impacts their cortisol secretion. Briefly. Because that's what wakes us is cortisol secretion. So you're going to have it no matter what. And then, yeah, you kind of attach these things at that kind of peak moment. And, yeah, it does tend to boost it. But then the rest of the day kind of falls in line with the same as the Zen people. And then with that test we talked about, the TSST, you know, where it's like, you got to prepare, have the speech, yada, yada, yada. Your math. <laughs> the um, cortisol levels throughout, you know, and they measured it like 30 minutes before, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, you know, during, 10 after, 20 after, 30 after, 40 after. And they basically their cortisol levels were the same. A actually, looking at the chart, the Zen group was a little higher at, you know, peaks. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it's the same, right? Yeah. So, again, it comes down to kind of good news in that, you're not necessarily ruining your, yourself on some physiological level and that the stress is actually there, that physiological stress for everyone. Again, it's how, how we perceive it and handle it um, mentally. Yeah. And that, I mean, that does have, you know, downstream effects. Like, like you said, more depressive thoughts, things like that mm -hmm. are uh, kind of a side effect um, of that, you know, yeah. more stressed type person. Um, but you can change it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it's more of an, an outlook thing and learning to manage your emotions and negative thoughts and, and all of that, which isn't easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's doable. Yeah. And you can also speculate, you know, because this test was done like super short term. Right. Mm -hmm. So that they don't necessarily know, like if you have these persistent feelings of psychological stress, um, it might eventually lead to physiological problems. Yeah. Right. That would be interesting um, to see it over, uh, you know. I don't know, six months or a year. Yeah, you know, in, in decades, right? Mm -hmm. Which um, is a pretty intensive test, but... But essentially, what can can you control? And yeah, the, you can control how you kind of handle your emotions and stress, right? And, and that's something that can be changed and can be done, you know, that you can work at. Learning to manage your stress is doable and is like, a, you know, something you can do. Absolutely. So that would be kind of like 
the the main takeaway is hey at least in the the short term you know these kind of like thoughts and how we identify if we're stressed or zen um they're not locked in they're not yeah. set in stone yeah which is good yeah because i think sometimes people think that like i am just a stressed person and that's the end of the day yeah. like you can't change it there's nothing that's how i was built and programmed but like you can like yeah. you could become somebody who handles stress very well and then your baseline is a little lower and you feel a little more chill Yep. And one of the takeaways, basically what you just mentioned is, yeah, don't accept being stressed out as a fact of life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a majority of people, probably more than most yeah, that feel that, I would feel say that way. Majority. But you, yeah, if you, even that alone can give you a boost, right? To know that, hey, I just need to learn and work on regulating my emotions better. Yeah. And I mean, that could be just, you know, how you react to a stressful situation um a stressful event you know just hard conversations yep and just b bringing a little more awareness to it like we talk about with most things would probably be a big step yeah you know and like oh well how did i react to that situation mm -hmm. was it appropriate did i you know was it too strong and just working at it yeah and i think one good one too is you know a lot of times we we, we just stress over things that might happen and mm -hmm. you, you can almost have a little thought game where you just ask yourself am i stressing over something that's like happened that's happening is about to or like literally something i'm creating yeah did i make this whole situation yeah. up which happens a lot yeah or like or it could be something that could happen mm -hmm. like we ruminate on the uh ruminate 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 on the a ruminant, ruminant is, is, a, is, is a, a cow, cow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> steak um on the worst case scenario yeah right but the reality and then we is build it up like hey this is going this is going to happen yeah. And, and the, the reality is it's probably yeah. not. So now think about it. All we're literally doing is just putting ourselves through a psychological warfare. Yeah. And, uh, and again, it's not like it's easy to just be like, turn this off. Mm -hmm. But you can work at it. Yeah. You know, it, it is something you can I, change. I think even knowing or at least even being able to tell yourself like, because then it's almost like, it, you know, my snowball to where we're like, oh, I'm stressed and I'm causing my body harm. And then that stresses out even more. But hey, if you, you can almost tell yourself, hey, you're not causing your body harm yeah, like this is okay like you're just causing your body you're just making your brain go crazy it's right it's like the alarms are going off but nothing's exactly wrong yeah so like you can just like turn the alarm off and like you'll your body will be okay yeah so and yeah that that might be a little bit freeing for some people so they're not as um you know poor in their response to the stress that they have yep it's so. a big rabbit hole and there's a lot to stress and stress responses and all of that but i think this is a pretty good little nugget for for most people yeah and what are some ways to handle your thinking better deal with stress um you know a lot of cliche things that yeah they feel silly but a lot of cliches like that work though yep and like a few are um one is let's see a good having, like we mentioned, kind of creating a negative mental filter. So again, we tend to highlight and dwell mostly on the negatives and generally ignore the positives. So that's where like the cliche of gratitude journaling. Um, but again, it feels silly in your mind. Mm -hmm. your, but the reality is like, well, you need to tell your mind positive. You, yeah, we're stressed because we're always talking about the negative yeah, things. Always dwelling on the negative and what could happen. So when you talk about what could go right, hey, you start to retrain your brain a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, something as simple as uh, gratitude journaling, like three things you're thankful for every day. Mm -hmm. That, man, that helps a lot. 
Yep. Um, and parlaying off of that is, yeah, then we discount the positives. So oh, then man, is... good, good things are happening. They do happen, and we, we kind of, like, shrug them off, you know, instead of, like, celebrating them. Yeah, we just don't acknowledge a lot of good things. So another cliche, celebrate your wins. Yeah. All your, all your wins. Create little wins. That I think a lot of us write off the little stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we run into that with people in the gym and, and with our nutrition coaching is that, you know, it could be something like, well, this person lost a pound a week for a month. Yeah. And they're like, they think it's terrible, mm-hmm. you know, because, oh, it wasn't enough. We're like, damn, you, that's the gold standard and the best you can really expect for most people. Like, you should be celebrating that. And instead, yep. most people are like, oh, that's not good enough. And that, that's just, a you know, happens across the board in a lot of different aspects. Yeah. And then another one, a common one I know is, like, people will tend to uh, almost create stories that, like, in, you know, in their head and then stress over that. Mm-hmm. Like, so example could be, like, um, you know, especially when you're new to something, like, we, you know, have a gym, work at the gym, work with coaching clients. And, like, when people start things, they think that everyone's, look, oh, I'm not as good at this. I'm, I'm uncoordinated. and Everyone's every, making fun of you. Everyone's making fun of me and notice me and laugh. When the reality is like no one is. And nah. if they are, they're, they're thinking, man, like, look, you're, you're typically motivating them because it puts everyone back to a place where they were a beginner and how hard that is. And, hey, this person's pushing through. That's motivating. Yeah. You know? So it's really probably a positive story if you want to tell yourself anything. But, but we just assume the worst generally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a big one. So you have, you know, Gratitude journaling, celebrating your wins, um, not creating stories. Yeah, those are three really actionable yeah. ones. I think. I, mean, I don't think you need to go much beyond that for for most people. It's yeah. a good start. Because and you can do those things that you know. Yeah, it's really flipping your your thoughts to yourself to mm-hmm. from the from negative to positive and. Um, you, you'll, you catch yourself, but eventually, yeah, it's not like it's going to be all of a sudden you're just like the most positive person in the world, but man, if you're shifting a little bit, yeah, you know, like you're going to have times where you maybe shift to like negative thinking or stressing, but if there's more towards the positive side than the negative, then you're doing a really good job. Yeah. And a, a one last good one here is blame. So people tend to, yeah, find the fault instead of problem solving, mm-hmm. you know? And that, that that's where this one, too, is like especially you have like with business and um, things like that. You have to if you're going to be successful and make it work over the long term, you have to be a problem solver. And you have to Absolutely. see, pro, you know, one thing I know in the business world is like new levels, new devils, you know. So that phrase means like, yeah, you're going to get to new levels and which is great. And you celebrate that. But there's I think people. There's still going to be problems, right? New problems. But there's always going to be every, problems. But it's good problems, right? And when you approach them like that, hey, these are just problems to be solved, then it's a whole different mindset shift, Instead right? of trying to figure out, well, whose fault is it that we have yeah. this problem? How, what, that doesn't solve anything. Yep. So that was a good one. Yeah. And you can also see, too, like a foundation of in lessons, life lessons of athletics, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, you learn a lot from sports because you have to have these mindsets to like get better and keep going and there and there's failures built in right no one just starts a sport and competes and is great at everything and wins every single time you know which now i say this out loud and unfortunately like (laughs) it is sad then you realize when people try to take a winner and loser out of it yeah but the reality is you, you and you know this is 
you know, I guess there's people on both sides of the fence, but man, like I, I almost, when you say it, then there, there's almost no benefit without a winner mm-hmm. and a loser. Like, what are you really learning? You yeah. know, <laughs> because you, you have to lose, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to lose to like, losing's fine. Yeah. Cause in theory it'd be like, why did we lose? Yeah. Why did I lose? And then you go and you, and you look at where you can improve. And now you start developing the mindset of, um, being a problem solver. Yeah, what can I do better? And then guess what happens? You you stick with it. You might you might go win. You you make some changes and you and then you go win. And then you're yeah. now you create a little loop of reward for problem solving. You know, and you just again it, it yeah helps you grow, right? We so need problem solvers. So yeah, when you're young, right? Obviously, you can't sit down a little kid and be like. Tell them about this. <laughs> no. Right. So that's where like things like sports and um, you know they're great less they're, yeah. they're great teachers. I never got in anything. Right. It doesn't have to be sports. Now that you think about it, like there's music, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, that's why same thing. Like someone play learns to play an instrument and they mess up the notes. You got to tell them that was wrong, you know, or or hey, you can do this a little better, you know. And yeah, that may hurt someone's feelings at first, but that's how you. Again, solve problems, get better, yeah. evolve. Yeah, and then you hit the note in the song, and mm-hmm. and everything's good. Yeah, and then you go put on your show, and it's great, and everyone claps and cheers, and you get this hit of satisfaction, yeah. and you know. And those quote unquote losses paid off because it made you better because yeah. you improved. Yeah, and you're creating like, hey, look, like I did something positive, I did something good, and um, you know. Yeah, I, I do think losing is important, and also your. F- Framing of that is very important. Yep. I'm glad I did a lot of sports as a kid because it helped me with a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not playing the blame game, you yep. know, because if you play a blame game as a team, which, you know, will happen in sports, but it's not that beneficial. Yeah. You know, in the moment, you know, when someone's getting blamed for something, is isn't solve problems in the game. You might talk about it afterwards, yeah. but figuring out, all right, well, wh- where can we pivot is more of a, uh, mm-hmm. a solution in that moment. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, you know, good takeaways. I always find it funny too when people criticize like elite athletes that are come across as somewhat arrogant and i'm mm-hmm. like well in reality that's probably a big reason they got to where they are you know like look at muhammad ali yeah <laughs> you he know? was really <laughs> full of himself and it's like that's better than being like him walking around saying i suck mm-hmm. and i got and i'm awful right yeah. like you gotta you Dude, gotta, he was the greatest ever you can't hide in your his sh- own head <laughs> yeah and if you can't hype yourself up you know and yeah so again to bring bring it back like the study is if anything good news right trying to identify if people who i identify as very stressed out versus people who identify as zen those are psychological things not not a whole lot of change in the body yeah. in the moment yeah is is there change in physiologically in the body and the answer is from this study which is you know short termed uh, no, there's not. Like they both showed similar cortisol uh, levels and all that. And the reality is that probably most of the perceived stressed out is just a, a lack of ability to handle emotions, right? They're, you're not as emotionally um, flexible and, and, and whatnot. And the great thing with that is that can be improved, right? We can, we can improve that. And then that's where things like, again, uh, gratitude journaling, focusing on the positive, not diminishing the, the positive and yeah kind of corny you know cliche things but yeah that's that's how we can you can maybe f- remove yourself from being in a super stressed out 
psychological state. Yeah, just a little shift. And again, I know for me personally, an easy one is, yeah, just notice how many things you stress about that aren't even, that that are only best case might happen. Yeah. And you realize, oh, I'm like, yeah, then that comes back to the phrase that, that I know has resonated where, hey, we don't, we aren't stressed we do stressed mm-hmm. and the reality is yeah most of the stress we experience psychologically is, is just us yeah us creating it literally creating it like you know yeah so just keep an eye out when you're having a, a shower argument with somebody you know and you're getting, getting really worked up about a conversation that's never going to happen yeah because i know everybody has those mm-hmm. so. and like you know on this test they do where you do the little public speak and prepare i'm sh- yeah most of the stress psychological stress is like you think about what could go wrong or what everyone else is thinking yeah um yeah i'm gonna mess up beforehand right me. when the reality is most of the time half it people aren't paying attention yeah exactly like, most people are probably on their phones and yeah. everything goes fine Yep. unless you black out so there you go and again that was done by what was it the uh it was like a canadian canadian if you want to peep it peep it where are we at? The University of Montreal. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't tell you where Montreal was. I know it's in Canada, but that's... I think it's on the, the right side, like the eastern side. Is it? I, th- I think you're wrong. But I, I just don't know enough. Canada's freaking huge. I guess I could look at my. Uh, Here we no, go. It is. It's in Quebec. Look at that. Look at me. What is it? Is it where you? Yeah. So it's, it's on. It's kind of like right above us. Man, sorry to all the Canadians out there. I yep. swear I didn't mean it. You, you weren't even close, man. Yes, because like the British. What was I thinking of? You were probably thinking on of the West Coast. Um, Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Because those are like two of the bigger cities. Yeah. And they're. I think. Yeah, they're decently close to the United States. I wonder if we have any Canadians listening. I'm sure we do. I'm sorry if I shamed shamed you. I only I, I know this because I had I was in a group like a business a gem owner group mm-hmm. and there was someone in there from Montreal and someone in there from Vancouver. Vancouver and I just I remember like learning that. Damn, they're like as close to the U.S. as you can get without yeah being you American. The US, yeah. Damn. So there we go. Appreciate that. That was a good good study. Yeah, I, that was I know. Good. I like hearing that answer is cool because sometimes. Yeah, you can get on that loop of where you're like, I'm stressing, and now I'm, I'm, this is unhealthy for me, and and it just makes it worse. And my body, and then I'm now I'm stressed more, and I can't get out of this loop. When the reality is like, most of it's psychological. Again, the negative to the study was it's it was yeah, kind of short. short but over time, it could compound. But um, in the moment, and sometimes in the moment is all you need to yeah, make a change. Just so change some habits. Get get put on that Tony Robbins. Yeah. Get that uh, gratitude, self, hype yourself up. All right. Well, ho- hopefully you enjoyed that. You know, it, it's a big part. You know, we've been doing in the fitness industry for years. And it's funny. I think I start back in, in the beginning. 17 years ago, it was like all about exercise, right? Like just everyone, you know, wants to look better, feel better. And it was just like exercise. That's all you did. Uh, as a trainer, I remember it's just like people show up, you train them, they leave. And, and everyone's that's like, it. hey, I'm going to look like you know xyz and feel xy but then you kind of we learn over the years like okay it's you know a a part of it but 
not even the biggest piece. And then you learn about nutrition and, and it's like, okay, this is a big factor. And now you start to see, yes, yeah, stress, stress management, is a big part of it. You know, and people have to find ways to deal with that. And then it all ties together. So yeah, so get that, get that stress management, you know, prioritized. Yeah. We appreciate you for listening. All right. See you next time. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.